across the board. Get ready to explore. Good. There's so much to find. I was hoping I would get some of this song, but she was taking a long time to start recording, and I was like, come on, computer. I can see Come on, computer. <laughs> I was like, fortunately for you, it's going to be the rainbow everything. wheel. Good. Good. Uh, I like that. I haven't had a rainbow wheel in forever. I don't think I've been on a Mac for... Well, I get a rainbow wheel know. all the time because this Mac's this Mac laptop has like two gigs of memory, so what? it's always full and always slow. I love it. So guess what? This is our first Attack on Titan episode. <laughs> In my notes, I write why does this, why does the series always have like a bomb intro? It is. Oh, their intro songs are always amazing. I do think that the intro song for season one, like the the OG intro song, is one of the best Attack on like one of the best intro songs in all anime. And for everyone who was probably thinking that I was about to just like go like drop a fat deuce on this series, I do like this series. I just didn't want to watch it right now. So everyone shut up before I'm kind of excited to watch it right now because we're watch I'm watching the last season and the last season's also I've been having to like switch my brain because the last season isn't available in dub so I've been watching it in sub and but I started this show in dub so now I'm going back to dub when I've gotten used to a lot of the sub voices but now we're in early dub voices which are very different than the later dub voices and I'm like I'm really enjoying the sub. Um, I now that I after watching all of Full Metal in sub, I think I actually kind of prefer sub. I do think there's tons of excellent dub out there, but I don't know this the subtitle for Attack on Titan freaking slaps. Like, <laughs> and everyone in this show is somebody which is crazy except for like one guy who mostly does porn and also plays my favorite character in haiku which is very sad <laughs> oh yeah i found that out i <laughs> so earlier this week i had a bit of a mental breakdown uh story time i <laughs> am pseudo promoted at my job again and I know why I cry, but no, like <laughs> I'm in training that I am in charge of while I'm also training someone to be me in my other job that I am also still doing the head position for. And I will continue to do even when I'm doing the new job. So I've been really stressed out. I'm having a hard time. And I had a bit of an emotional breakdown because I realized when I got home, not yesterday, day before yesterday, I got home and I immediately had to go to sleep because I had to wake up at like five the next morning. And I was like, but I haven't watched Attack on Titan yet. And then my husband so kindly helped me look up all of the voice actors because <laughs> there's 10,000 of them. The and... The beginning he of the show has so many characters. So many. And I don't get it too attached, everybody. <laughs> I did not bother to get the voices of a lot of the characters. If they stay alive and relevant later, I will do it. Mm -hmm. But I did all the mains and all the people I know last until at least season three. This so. is one of those shows that you quickly learn like, 
Okay, don't so love anyone. nobody's safe. <laughs> yeah. You don't you don't, don't know, love anyone. I mean, you get a hint of that in these first few episodes. Really, the first episode, you get a hint of that. But, like, you don't even know yet. Like, season one, two, like, really, just don't, don't. I mean, you're going to love people. And you're going to be heartbroken. And you're going to watch some some bloody stuff. Like, the, literally, how they promote this, like, back in the day, Japan's equivalent of The Walking Dead. So, um, <laughs> like in The Walking Dead, don't get attached to anybody. Oh. Although, Rick is still alive, apparently. What? I thought he I, no. He's he supposed off. to have died, remember? And then they were like, he's getting a spinoff movie. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Y'all hyped so much that Rick was dying. And now it's just a spinoff. And I'm not I'm not doing this. Um, so as far as I know, Rick left the group. But that makes me confused. Because doesn't he's apparently he back. Like, have his baby? Yes. They, th- I, no, she's, they don't get pregnant. But no, they're but together, she, like, but she takes baby. care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So does the baby go with him? This no. That's my question. So this bridge blows up because they're trying to stop this herd of walkers. And Rick's like, yeah. do it, do it. And he's still on the bridge. And he gets, like, washed away. They can't find him. They assume he's dead. And then you find him, and he's, like, bloodied. And you're like, oh, he's gonna die. And then this helicopter, this helicopter comes out of nowhere and picks him up and you're like I don't Who's understand a helicopter in the zombie, in the zombie apocalypse. apocalypse and then that's when they reveal that Rick doesn't die and he's getting like this spin-off show and I just I stopped watching after that episode because I was like this what is happening what is happening and I need to finish it cuz I think the show's going to end soon and I mean I don't think that comic series still has a bunch, I think, left. But it's it's deviated so much well, from the comics it's, that it's I'm like... It's so different. Like, yeah. I think in the third volume, Rick loses his arm and is armless for, like, the entire Does series. Does he? And then I thought that like, was somebody yeah. else. No, he loses an arm. The writer immediately regretted it. Because it's really hard to write a strong character with one arm in the zombie apocalypse. But, yeah, yeah, everything, everything, I used to have some of those comics. No, I didn't. I read Shane's because we lived together and Shane had like all of them and I did not enjoy them. I read a, f- a no few of them and I, I want to read more of them and I, I just like revamped my library card. So I'm going to check them out. Um, Ayo. Ayo, support your local library. Uh this is the saddest, <laughs> most horrible neighbors in the universe. It's so it aggressive. Your dog sounds like they're down the stairs. eating people. But they're really not. They're just standing next I to know. the door and crying. It's just insane. <laughs> they, hey, without hey, seeing buddies. it. Why don't you stop? Thanks. But yeah, so Attack on Titan. Don't get attached to people. My life news. Uh, I dyed my hair yesterday. What? It looks exactly the same. What? It better not. Not with the money I spent. <laughs> uh-huh. But I see the pink streak in the blue now. 
It took me yeah. until right now to see it, but I see it now. It'll never be perfectly parted ever since I left the salon. So That's if you're work. if you're just listening, I have pink and blue hair, half dye now, so split dye, not half dye. It's cute. Thanks. I like it. I'm just a hobo in three blankets because I'm cold. But you are wearing a scout blanket, so it's themed. I am, but I won't be showing you the back of it to prove it because I'm too lazy to get up. I've also been up since three this morning, so yeah, Lawrence it. worked a lot. I've worked a lot. I did ten hours of overtime for this past pay week, and then this weekend Make that money. we've got events. Yeah, it's just woo. Sunday, I'm not doing anything. I'm gonna sleep forever. That sounds so nice. I'm always sleepy, and I. I don't ever remember being this drowsy all the time, but I've also recently found out I'm low in iron because I used to donate blood all the time, but now I, the past two times I've gone to donate blood, I haven't had a high enough iron count to donate. So Uh, I don't know. more steak. But it not even, red meat doesn't give you the most. It's dark greens that give you the most. So I've been eating a bunch of spinach and kale, but I like, I don't know what's going on. Like, did I just suddenly become anemic or what? So I've got to go to the doctor. I mean, it but I don't really want to go to the doctor. But it was like overnight. Like I donated blood in the summer. No, in like September. Mm-hmm. And now I try to donate blood in December and I can't. And then I tried to donate blood like two weeks ago and I can't. And I'm like, oh. Who the audacity you? of this concert. <laughs> the when we were young concert alert. Oh no. It's like, we added a third show. A third day? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but they're not... It's not going to work out. Nobody when they added it. a second day, I was like, yeah, because Somebody- how are they going to play all on one day with, like, three stages? Some of the bands didn't even know they were going to that. That uh, tell you everything you need to know about this concert. What's it? Uh, All American Rejects didn't even know. Like yeah. that's a big There's name like, band what? to not know they were playing at that. And so it's the same people yeah. that did that put on Astro World. So I'm like, mm, not a great, it's not not a great rep right there. Especially they for want us me Texans, to buy their tickets so badly, but I will not because I am poor. They're expensive too. They are They're trying oh, to be I like to pay my hoodie bill. the oh, new warp tour, but really pricey. They should have just done another warp tour. Right? After the last warp tour. It was super fun. I saw Yellow Card and cried. It was great. We I had mean, a good like, time. warp <laughs> tour, you're not expecting it to look fancy. You're expecting like a 10 mile hike to like 5 trillion stages, but it's 40 bucks out in a parking lot somewhere. And you know what you're getting because it's a punk show and it's great. Yeah, and it's a good time and you're always too hot and everyone's in shorts and mm-hmm. their legs are sticking together and we can't sit on the ground because it hurts yep because you're in a parking lot somewhere. and that's life yeah. yeah and it's great and it's warp tour so punk great emo warped kid tour. and now they're trying to make like bougie warp tour and i'm like that's not it it's very that's not so punk rock of you <laughs> Okay, so maybe we should talk about Attack on Titan. Uh, Would you like to have my Funimation summary? Do it to it. Get it.
Attack on Titan isn't on Netflix. Surprise. It is on Hulu, though. It is on Netflix. Is it really? Yeah. Crap. Well, I didn't watch it on Netflix. Oops. I watched (laughs) on Funimation this time. So you got a Funimation summary. Let's go. So episode one, to you in 2000 years, the fall of Shiganshina. Thank you for saying that for me. (laughs) Part one, Funimation summary. I said that so wrong (laughs) before we started recording. I didn't even realize. I didn't even realize in the when we rolled the last episode what word you were trying to say, and I was like, I don't know. Until until I was editing, and I was like, she was trying to say Shiganshina, the city. (laughs) I I didn't even like register it. Listen, children, y'all have heard me butcher so many Japanese names at this point. Do y'all expect anything else from me? I couldn't even say Xerxes correctly for the longest time. What did you keep I don't remember what you kept saying for Xerxes. Like, Xerxes? Zerx- or yeah. Some, it was weird. I don't know. I don't want to listen because I cringe. But it's, anyway. So it's Shikanshina. Okay. Shikanshina. Part one. Funimation summary. After a hundred years of peace, humanity is suddenly reminded of the terror of being the, at the Titan's mercy. That's it. That is the whole summary. I think that's Are you- literally like <laughs> the first line, like intro line. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's not. Just kidding. Oh. Maybe I just no. read it. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing more on my end this time because I, uh, for once, have like a foot up in <laughs> this series. I'm yes. reading the manga while we're doing this. Um, I tried to catch up for Full Metal and could never catch up because they have long chapters. They're really, really good, though. But I have the first ten volumes of uh, Attack on Titan, so that's half of the series. And yeah, what we I'm cover is in charge. volume one. I'm in charge of summaries that were already written, voice actors, and fun facts. Spoiler alert, this isn't a very fun show, so there's not a lot of fun facts. Lord, I'm going to need you to step it up in later episodes where we're really down in the dumps, and I'm like, please throw us a fun fact. Throw us a bone somewhere. Whether it's like, did you know this about this actor? Like, we're going to need something. Uh, I'll do my best. Because Um, my question now... Oh, is no. do you want me to read the thousands of voice actors right now, or do you want me to wait until after the summary? I say let's do it after the summary, so we can know no. who some of the characters are, and then piece it together in our head. Then have at it, squeegees. Yeet! It. Here we go, episode one. Uh, so my first bullet point is this show loves birds. Now, if you've seen anything oh. about about Attack on Titan recently, uh, there's a lovely bird meme that is wearing Aaron Yeager's hair. Uh, it's a seagull. Um, you'll see birds a lot in this show. They're maybe that's why I hate this show because I hate burbs and it burbs burbs. burbs? <laughs> What is that? Hey, burbs. Burbs. Like, Mike Burbiglia? Oh, That's so rude. He's a great man. God, I don't know. I, I've been up for over 12 hours. Um, she hates birds, everyone. I hate birds. And <laughs> if you haven't listened to the My Hero movie recap, please do. I tell you exactly why I hate birds. Um, 
Lord, like, picked but, a fight yeah. with, like, the head bird mafia family. I didn't pick a fight. That bird fought me. That bird attacked me personally. Somehow. And I was just fighting for my life. I she just said something to insult the bird mafia family, the head one, uh, the bird godfather. It put a hit on me. And it put and a it hit on Lauren. Bad. And uh, she has every right to fear birds now. <laughs> I hate after, birds. After that story, <laughs> you have- Every right. So yeah, go back and listen to our My Hero World Heroes Mission <laughs> episode to, to hear what is worth listening to us talk about My Hero, even if you hate it. It is worth listening to it just to hear Lord's Bird story, because it's bonkers. Okay. Uh, I hate birds. So I say <laughs> this opening reminds me of Lost. Any Lost fans out there? Because, you know, yeah. you have... What's Jack laying there, and then his eyes open, and then you see a dog, but then you see a bird. But it's a real close-up eye shot, and I was like, oh, this is like how Lost goes. Uh, our timeline also gets really losty later in the show if we cover other seasons, so um, <laughs> R.I.P. Lost if, fans. What if we never roll another Attack on Titan, ever? I will make us. I will make it. us do it because eventually you're gonna need us to cover it because I get confused on Attack on Titan lore. Still, as we could tell, we just like like Lauren. Your chair is rubbing. <laughs> it's the most annoying noise in the world. It sounds like a bowling alley, just balls rolling back and forth. I'm gonna need you to cut out. I want to cut it out. Anyway. I'm sorry. Here we go. So, in the opening, we see Aaron. It's my background, if you're watching. Uh, Aaron taking a nappy nap under a tree, and Mikasa being a real creep and watching him sleep. Story of her life. So, for the longest time, pause. I thought her name was Mika, and, like, it was San. Like, that's the respect oh. thing. So I was like, ah, oh, Mikasan, and I lied to myself. Her name is Mikasa, and I, Mikasa. I that up for so many years. It's Mikasa, so because years. I keep saying Mikasa, because when I read it, that's what it's I kept Sukasa. saying. And so I keep saying Mikasa, and everybody's, like, looking at me, and I was like, uh, Mikasa. Mikasa. I'm probably still gonna say Mikasa, because I'm Texan, and that's just what's happening. I'll do my best. I Mikasa. can't even say birds, so burbs. Let's just. <laughs> so, Aaron's taking a nappy nap. He wakes up from this nightmare, but we see like so. Right now, we're gonna get what's happening, and then we're gonna get a flat. We're gonna go backwards in time and lead up to that point. So, um, I wrote. Can you imagine? A giant hand popping up like over your fence like that. I, I said I would just pass away right then and there. Like nothing more for me to go on living. I'm not gonna make it. I'm just gonna choose right now to, if I could, just turn off my brain in life there because there ain't no way I'm dealing with whatever is attached to this giant hand that just climbed over my fence. So basically, I'd have to see it. I'd have the to whole see thing. It. I would just be yeah, like, I want to see its face. Let's go. I gotta see dead. what's attached. Like, you're gonna die anyway. Like, what? what's she gonna do? I, I gotta see it. Like, if I could just, like, power off, that's what I would do. Uh, I can't, though. That's, I don't know. That's thing. I'm pretty stubborn. Um, so I, I said... I don't think you can just be like, okay, I'll die. I don't think that's off. a real thing. Power off. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, 
or this is like this opening scene is like the iconic shot of the Titan that like if you've never watched Attack on Titan, you've probably seen this on shirts on people's Facebook profiles of like this naked looking muscular Titan. This this With fine no butthole. This fine fellow. Yes, Titans do not have reproductive systems. We'll go I'm really that bothered in a later series. But um and just like peeking over this fifty meter high wall of concrete and just like peeking over and looking at people. Um and so they start out with the intro is like Hey, this is this is how humanity turns into cattle and we all die. And I'm like, oh, what a great description. Uh, I love the scouts, and it's such an epic introduction to them and the tone of the show with them going through the forest and, like, killing titans. Uh, and then I used to not be a really big fan of this thick line animation, but it's grown on me it. now. I When I first started watching this show, it was only my second anime to watch. Um, so I wasn't a big fan, but now I like it a lot. Going back, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, and the 3D animation sequences, used to not enjoy those either, but I enjoy them now. Like, I think, I think Full Metal made me enjoy it, because anytime we saw Envy fight in the big old people pimple monster, it was 3D <laughs> animation, and I, I was like, it does look pretty epic. And so, I've slowly been more accustomed to that now because uh attack, attack on, on titan, titan gets a lot of those probably has the most consistently good animation like even in their non-action sequences everything is very well done like their quick sketches like in a lot of animes when you're you've got like a big ensemble cast and they do quick sketches of the background you can zoom in on all of their derp faces and see how bad it's my is. favorite to zoom this in on Todoroki okay. derp faces in my hero because it seems to it's only so be bad. him that gets the worst one. he gets the worst of it but <laughs> it's my favorite attack on titan doesn't do that i mean they don't always look amazing but they always look like they the also do kind of like it and it's fine they also do kind of like this, I, I address it later, this frozen animation thing. Like when you're watching old children's book stories and they just give you a panel of no animation, but it has voices and like noises moving. It's always weird to me, like a still frame. And Attack on Titan that. does that a lot in the first few seasons. It doesn't so much now, but in the first few seasons, it does. They have more money now. They it's have lots true. more money now. They have lots more money. Um, okay, so. Uh, where'd I go? Oh, the nape of the neck on Titans always looks like a butt, and it makes me laugh. But it makes sense later. Uh, we'll get there later. It's like a, uh, it does look like There's going to be a lot of things I say in this first few episodes that say, we'll get to that later, and it'll make sense later. Because that's the whole summary of this show. You're kind of lost yeah. for like... The Just first half going. of the season, and then all of a sudden they start telling you reveals, and then you're, like, hooked into it. But we get there pretty fast. Um, so uh, Attack on Titan always has some epic intro songs, uh, which we addressed. I really love the new one, The Rumbling. Uh, I immediately I bought that. Oh, you haven't heard it? It's well, I haven't watched... Oh, well, I, I bought it before it premiered because it's got screamo parts into it. And yeah. I really loved it because just knowing how the series ends also is kind of fun. 
But, I mean, it's just... It just... It goes hardcore. Like, it would be a mosh pit song if you were to hear this at a... Like, speaking of Warp Tour, if you were to hear this at Warp Tour, absolutely the crowd would just... It parts of the song, so it's really fun. But I also really love season four, part one song too. Um, I liked that one. I just haven't heard part two yet. The other one, da na na na, sasageo, sasageo. I like that one a lot too. Is that is that three? Yeah, that's good. Three or two? Yes, three, three, three. I don't remember what twos is. But two. Attack on Titan, they're really great at their songs. Uh, their closing songs never really stick with me, but their Suck. opening intros, they Spoiler pump you alert. up. I dislike the closing song for this. I also so do. So you're good. So much. Uh, I like the graphics on this intro because I think it's a really mm-hmm. good summary of season one and what you're about to get into, and uh, it's pretty epic looking. They they it's pretty much just like, hey, you like blood and pain? Here you go. Like with the wall, Maria just like <laughs> just exploding in chains, and then you just dive into the intro. It's like. I I'm into this. Bless you. Sorry. Um. So I my next bullet point. Sorry, Lauren. This is uh not directed at you, but shikanshina is such a fun word to say. Uh, I just kept saying it no, when I was watching not. it. I was like shikanshina, shikanshina. It's a fun one. I think uh, it's because I'm watching in Japanese that I have a harder time with the pronunciations. Because well, I I don't catch all their words because I'm just reading. And also, the dub chooses some interesting ways to pronounce words compared to how they're spelled. Uh, like, we'll meet a ew, your straw made the loudest Yeah, weird. I don't know what the fuck that was. Um, <laughs> I put on the end of all my straws. Like, you'll meet a character named Rhina, but it's spelled Reiner. But they always say Rhina. And so that's always... And Bertold is pronounced kind of funny in the dub, but it's like, it's Bertolt. But I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, we'll get there. Uh, so Aaron's having this dream, and his dreams are like straight up horror movie vibes, and I have a theory on that, but I can't tell you that theory until we get to season four, part two. Uh, and Mikasa is just looming over him like a creeper, like I said. So we we're back in the beginning of this part. So it's year 845, Titans are at the walls, and the walls keep them out and keep them away from the city and people. And there's these crazy priests that are obsessed with the walls and think they're a gift. And there are some people that like the walls, and there are some people that don't like the walls. There are some people that like people that go outside the walls, scouts. But majority of people don't like the scouts that go outside the walls because they think they're a waste of tax money. Uh, so that there's a big play of politics in Attack on Titan, but... They, it's a really cool way. Like, it's kind of like Renaissance politics, but it also echoes into some modern politics pretty hard, too. Um, so we meet Mr. Hannes, who's always drunk. He is a part of the garrison sentry workers, uh, and they're on shift. Ugh. I remember hating him, and then by the end of this episode, I'm like, this poor man. Um, I love him. I instantly loved him, and I love him forever. The end. Well, I'm glad you got to love him for like what six episodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically, like three seasons. Just six episodes in those three seasons. Yeah. Uh. So 
Um, Mr. Hannes and them, they're always drunk and they're guarding the gate. Nothing ever happens. Nothing's happened for like a hundred years. Uh, yet, because we just saw that intro of what we just saw. So, we know that's probably going to come up soon. Uh, Aaron's always really quick to anger. A story of this entire show. Aaron, it's always Aaron, no, and Aaron going, Aaron, yes. Uh, that's Aaron And then Mikasa going, yeah. Whatever Aaron does. Whatever you say, Aaron, or I'm going to slap you. No one talks Aaron. Yeah. Um, (laughs) She gets real mad when Levi encroaches. Uh, So. She should. (laughs) Aaron's quick to anger, and he's talking about how he's afraid. Like, what are you going to do if the Titans break through the wall and y'all are all drunk and y'all aren't worth nothing? And, I mean, it's just kind of like. I liked his quote. I don't remember what it was. He so says, bad. like, we'll be sitting ducks. And right when he says that, it pans to a fish in the market just getting cut in half and it's super bloody. And I was like, well, I think they're prepping you. I think they're prepping oh, you for the end I of this episode. Hannah says, if a soldier's doing his job, then things have seriously gone to hell. And I was like, Ooh, foreshadowing. Yeah. Which is kind of not fair when you see the scouts in, like, two minutes. <laughs> we'll get there okay so Aaron's dad is Dr. Yeager uh Grisha Yeager and he what Grisha Yeager helps protect the city and basically they all like like Dr. Yeager because this plague wiped through the city and he saved as many people as he could uh so they have a lot of respect for him uh I highlight in blue on my notes things that we should keep in mind for the future um, so this is something you should keep in mind for the future. Like if you're listening, maybe write this down on like a sticky note or something. Uh, this is like an asterisk. Remember this for later. Mr. Hannes says the Titans have dead eyes and are mindless. So they, they don't, they're not bright beings. They just come in and they eat people. They don't eat other wildlife and we don't know why. And we don't know how and they get they here. they poop because they have they, no bortles. Yeah, they have no bortles. They got no reproductive organs. Uh, we don't know why they're here. We don't know how they get here. We don't know why they want to eat people. And uh, asterisk that for a few seasons later. Uh, Mr. Ha- not even a few seasons, a few episodes. Mr. Hannes does have a soft spot for Aaron because he's like, the boy has dreams. He, I think he, Mr. Hannes used to be like Aaron and, you know, he just gets old with time and jaded, but he sees like the fresh, lively dreams in Aaron and he doesn't want to take that away. Aaron wants to be a part of the scout regiment and people don't think highly of them. And then we hear the bells and the scouts are coming back in the walls. Aaron and Mikasa run over there to go look. Uh, and Aaron's happy to see the scouts, but then quickly that smile goes away when some of the scouts see him because they are just, like, bloodied. They are bloodied, uh, their leader's ashamed-looking, uh, they come in very shell-shocked, and anyone that wasn't with them when they walk in is dead and eaten. Um, and we get our first glimpse of, a young Irwin, who is a babe always- Irvin. Irvin. That's always a weird one. See, they spell it Irwin. This is also another show that I think is kind of Germany. German. Like German E. German ish. I don't I don't know why. I'm telling you. Sub versus dub, baby. This is gonna be horrid. So uh, the lady, this lady runs out of the crowd and is crawling out, calling out for her son Moses, who went with them outside the walls, and they're like, give it to her, give it to her, just let her know. And 
they give her this wrapped up bloody package and it's... Did you think this was messed up? Because I thought this oh, was Oh, absolutely messed up. it's messed like, up, but we see why in a second. tell her? So Don't they... Don't give her in I think I wrote this down. So, like, they she calls out and they, they give her this, like, wrapped up package thing that's obviously bloody and she they don't say what it is that she opens it and it's this freaking arm it's her son's arm and they say that's all that was left of him and i literally wrote the way they just give it to the lady and plop it in her arms is absolutely brutal like no yeah, you say like, like here we this. have this is all we have left of him you don't give it to her you say this is all we have left of him let's you know we're gonna have a burial for him that makes more sense. Not like, where, here you go. And so then she starts screaming, like, did my son, like, did, but was he brave? Was the sacrifice mean nothing? Like, uh, and so this is when we see their current scout leader, like, absolutely break and lose it. Uh, he goes, he was brave, but a sacrifice means nothing. All of our sacrifices, it's ever the same. It all means nothing. I sent all of them to their deaths, and there's nothing to show for it. All of it amounts to nothing. That's what you want to hear your leader say when half those people die. So that's why yep. the, the scouts die a lot. They don't, they take down titans. They try and get some area back outside of the wall. But people think it's a waste of taxpayer dollars because they think they're just safe inside the wall. Why should we bother going outside the wall? And then there's people like Aaron who think humanity's trapped in here like birds in a cage. Again, another bird reference. Um, And that they deserve to be outside the walls and that, you know, that's why he likes the scouts. Um... I go, sometimes the animation looks very Ghibli-ish, uh, how they do people and animals. Uh, reminds me a lot of how Studio Ghibli draws people and animals. Um, I don't think so. There are the animals. There was just, like, the, the way the marketplace is, like, it reminded me of some of the people. But it doesn't remind me in later seasons, just these beginning seasons. Um, so... There's these guys smack talking the scouts, like I said, that it's a waste of taxpayer dollars, blah blah blah, they're all dead, blah blah blah. And Aaron smacks him because they're carrying like bundling of wood on their back for a fire, and he smacks him. And Mikasa just grabs him and drags him out. She, story of the show, she's always getting Aaron out of danger for the most part. Uh, and slams him into a wall and tries to talk some, um, sense into him. I, this is when we get our little first mid-credit card that, uh, has info. They're really, really important for the show, but they don't translate it for the first season. (laughs) I don't don't. know why. It's very frustrating. Because in later seasons, if you don't read some of those, you will miss a key part that tells you info on the show. And, like, you'll never hear it addressed or know why. Like, the whole thing we know about Titans and not having reproductive organs and they regurgitate the humans they've ate and, like, mush out in the woods. Um, I only knew that from a title card uh, that was translated online, but was not translated Yeah, I didn't know that. I had to ask Bridget because the butthole question's been bothering me for years. The bortholes? The bortholes? Yes. Uh, so in the, in the manga volumes, they have those, like, broken down, but only for the later ones, because the manga in the first four episodes aren't exactly lined up. Uh, I was telling Lauren this, like, uh, the, 
the whole like third episode we watch is not in the manga. It's like a it's like a two page panel thing. And that's it. Um, but so yeah, uh, if you ever get a chance to translate those or find someone who translated them online, they are important. Uh, so this is kind of just talking about like what we know about um the Titans so far and their their worlds uh, and you know that we'll learn more about Shinganshina. Okay. Um, Mikasa rats out Aaron when they get home about him thinking about joining the scouts and his mom loses it and his dad's kind of calm and is like, eh, it's a nightmare and it's ugly outside, but Aaron's determined because he wants this nightmare to end and his dad's like, meh, we'll find that out later. Why? Uh, and then the dad says, hey, if you behave while I'm gone, I'll show you what I'm working on down in my cellar. And holds up this key to the cellar. It's a very iconic key. Very, very big thing. Remember that. It's very important. Uh, we want to dress it. in our it. logo. It is in our logo. Uh, but we want to dress it probably till season two, I think. We, we address it a little bit in this episode, but we won't know anything about it, I think, until season two, right? I think it's season three. Season three. we address yeah. it for a while. That's just this is the moral of the show. You'll, you'll have to, like, do callbacks to things that are, like, way far back, and you're like, what? what? It was great for me to binge it, but I can't imagine watching this live, because wa me watching these last two seasons live, I'm like, who's that character? What did they do? That's why I <laughs> fell out of it the first time, just because I... It's hard. I got tired of watching week to week. Yeah. Um, so Aaron's dad is going on a trip to a fair that's to like two towns away. Uh, and he's gone and he has the key with him. Mental note, he has the key with him. Uh, so Aaron's mom makes Mikasa promise that she'll protect Aaron from himself because he's a dumb boy who makes rash decisions. And she's like, Mikasa, you can see that, right? Okay, so protect him, please. Which is not a fair thing to put on her, but here no, we are. No, it's not. Uh, it is not. Mm -mm. And so now we're going to meet Armin. Here's Armin. Uh, he's getting beat up in the alley. Story of Armin's life. Uh, and I love Armin. <laughs> I used to don't bash him, sweet boy. Oh I used to... Sorry. My See, phone... your phone's even mad at you. I'm like, hey. Hey. He tries. It was very loud. I don't know why I have a 4.30 alarm, but I have not turned it off. Um, so... Then... Let's see. Whoa, Armin. Armin's going to beat up an alley. Aaron sees it and runs to go fight him. And these guys are like, yeah, let's beat up Aaron. But Mikasa is running behind them like a full-fledged serial killer creep looking thing, the way they animate her running. <laughs> uh, and they are automatically are like, no, Mikasa's with them. Run, run, run. Because she can beat all of them up. And Aaron's cocky thinking, yeah, they got one look at me and they're running off. And Armin's like, well, maybe one of y'all. And in the manga, they straight up say, no, they're scared of Mikasa. <laughs> um, they said that in the dub, or in the sub, too. Oh, well, in the dub, uh, Armin goes, well, they're scared of one of you, uh, but doesn't outright say, no, they're scared of Mikasa. Um, so Armin's under the belief that mankind's future is beyond the walls, similar to how Aaron is, and says, it's sad what folks will settle for for some fleeting chance of security. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in a little bit, because Armin's mind flip-flops a little bit. Um, the wind suddenly stops, and it gets real quiet, and then all of a sudden there's this huge lightning strike right outside the wall, and it's like a giant boom, and everything rattles like an earthquake. And then, wham-bam, a giant, or colossal, 
Titan is looking over the wall. And that's the iconic hand thing that we see. And then his head pops up. This Titan has no skin. It is just like muscles and bones. And you're like, okay. So he doesn't look like the other Titans. And he's over 50 meters tall, which none of the other Titans that we've seen have. So that's terrifying. What are you doing? I don't know if I should say this joke or not. This is spoilery. Oh no! No. <laughs> what? I was gonna say, boom! It's cold in here. There must be some. All right, so we're <laughs> continuing on. Uh, so this Titan's knee is in the wall, and it's about to like bust a hole through it, and then it does. He like busts a hole through the wall. He's just like straight up like knee kicks it, and he made bubble- a poor lady and her bread blow away yeah like so, <laughs> so sad just <laughs> gust of wind like bread. i didn't even see the bread i like that you caught i just that. said poor bread lady <laughs> my first note was poor bread lady oh that just reminds me of, like the marketplace of beauty Ooh. and the beast and she's like Marie, the baguettes! Hurry up! And she's, like, getting blown across the town. Marie will never get baguettes again. (laughs) R.I.P. Marie and her baguettes. (laughs) Uh, So, to take away from that fun moment, we see Rubble just absolutely crushing people. We see a child cut in half and bloodied and her like the child's parent like sobbing there um in the manga it was an adult but in the in the anime it's clearly a child uh and we're just watching people get squished uh so now the titans are walking through the hole in the wall and aaron's like oh no all that debris it landed near my house and so they're running mikasa and armin are like let's run away from this and aaron runs towards it because he's gonna go run towards his house because his mom's home alone um he's like he's running to his house and he's saying like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be normal it's gonna be fine it's gonna be normal and then he sees his house has a giant rock on it it's been crushed and his mom is trapped in the rubble of their house and her bottom half is like squished uh a blondish titan is walking right towards them uh aaron's mom carla tells them that you know her legs have been crushed and because they're trying to raise the beams of the house off of her and she's like even if you get me out i can't run you know that you need to leave me aaron's saying no and the most heartbreaking part is when his mom just yells at him to shut up will you listen to me for once Mm. go and save yourself and then she looks at mikasa and is like I made you promise. Do it. Do it. To take care of him. Um, so in this moment, Hannes sees what's going up and runs up. And you think it's going to be this hero moment. He's like, I'm going to take down the Titan. Pulls out his like sword. And is getting ready to use his ODM gear, which is this omnidirectional mobility device that lets him like swing up on metal like wires and go up and, you know, like zoom around. Um, yeah. And in the right in the midst of that, he kind of panics and sees how big the Titan is and freaks out, turns back around. And meanwhile, Aaron's mom, Carla, is like, no, 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 just grab the kids and run, grab the kids and run. So he turns back around, scoops up Aaron and Mikasa and runs, and Carla is like, thank you, thank you. And it's you can see that she's trying to be so selfless because she wants her kids to survive, but she's also human and this is the worst part. She covers her mouth to muffle her fear and says, 
don't, don't leave me. Don't leave me. Because in the end, she does want to live, so but she knows sad. logically it's not possible they will all go down if they stop for her. So she has to put that aside for a moment, but you can see how scared she really is. And I, that's the part that broke me. It was her saying, don't leave me, but muffling it so they can't hear. Even worse. Oh, what? The Japanese voice actor for Carla Yeager is Yoshino Takamori, and she is Trisha Elric in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Stop so it I'm right sitting now. here watching this, and I'm just like, oh, the ultimate mom. That is so Why? wrong. That is so wrong. It was wrong. messed up, and you can hear it. You cannot cast a mom, the same voice up. actress that has the same two tragic endings. Like, that's wrong. Up. Whoever was the casting director, shame on you. Shame on you and your family and your cow. Uh, shame on you. Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on your cow. Love Mulan. <laughs> uh, and so she yells at them to stay alive. Um, and this is another asterisk moment. Remember this for season three. Uh, a blondish titan grabs her, straight up breaks her back, and then eats her. But they it doesn't just like plop her into her mouth. Bites her in half, so blood spews everywhere in front of Aaron and them as they're running. And uh, Aaron watches the whole thing. Mikasa turns away to not see it, and Aaron just can't turn away. And that's how that first episode ends. So we get end credits. It's a very peaceful song for such a grisly show. I'm not a big fan of the song. It's a very missed song. Yeah. It's not a bad song. It just, I don't know. It's not a good song. But I like the graphics because it's all about Mikasa and it's did. it's her running around and knives surrounding her uh, and blood. And it shows Mikasa growing up and becoming a soldier. Uh, she's still wearing this scarf. Uh, it shows birds, birds flying. Uh, and then it shows Aaron growing up, too, and also becoming a soldier, which all those will make sense in the future. And there's an after credit scene. It's just showing more of Shinganshina crumbling. And it says the ominous quote, because the, these Japanese anime shows like ominous quotes in their end credits. Uh, all that's left of any value is revenge. Are you ready for the mountain of voice actors you just entered? Give it to me. Okay, so again, I didn't write down every single voice actor because that would have taken me 80 years and I had an emotional breakdown. So I wrote down the important ones. And if the other people live and come back, I will tell you about them later. Uh, start off strong with the boy, Aaron Yeager. Uh, his English voice actor's name is Bryce Peppenbrook. He has one of those voices you can literally pick out anywhere. Yeah. I've seen him in so many things, including this horrible video game that my husband really loved. And I knew it was him immediately. And it made me instantly hate his character. No offense. <laughs> Bryce, you're a very good voice actor. Um, <laughs> but he plays uh, Kirito in Sword Art Online. Of course, uh, Inosuke Hashi Hashibira. Shibura, I feel like that's more correct, in Demon Slayer. But my personal favorite is he plays my favorite character in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Caesar Zeppeli in Battle Tendency. You died too soon, and we love you so much. R.I.P., uh, I guess. 
yes, R.I.P. Caesar. And then his Japanese voice actor is Yuki Kaji, and he plays ya boy Shoto Todoroki in My Hero <gasps> Academia and Meliodas in Seven Deadly Spins. And he's also Pina in Beastars. I don't know who that is, but Meliodas is the main character of okay. Seven Deadly Spins. So there okay. you go. And then uh, Mikasa Ak- Mikasa <laughs> Mikasa uh, She, her English voice actor is uh, Trina is this the English one? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Trina Nishimuro, and she plays your girl, or my girl, I guess, Lan Fan in Full Metal Alchemist <gasps> Brotherhood. Lan Fan! She also plays... Uh, uh, sorry, my... Everything got to be too much for a second. <laughs> <laughs> she plays Mizun and Soul Eater and Mari and Evangelion. And then her Japanese voice actor is Yui Ishikawa. She plays Violet Evergarden in Violet Evergarden, which is an award-winning anime. She won a voice acting award for it. She's very good. And she also plays Rookie Red Blood Cell in Cells at Work. And then we've got uh, Armin. I don't know how to say his last name. Is it Arlet? Armin Arlet? Armin Arlet. Arlet. Maybe. Okay. Uh, he's played by Josh Grell, who has been in just about everything, but he is uh, Tokuyami Fumikage in uh, My Hero Academia, Demon King Satan in The Devil's a Part-Timer, and my personal favorite, Yuri Katsuki in Yuri on Ice, main Yuri, we love him, so gay, yes. Uh, then his Japanese voice actor is a girl. Oh. And it is, I, I thought it was Alphonse for a hot minute. It's not Alphonse. I was a little disappointed. <laughs> um, but her name is Marina. That's probably why I thought Armin was a girl for such a long time. Yeah, I also thought Armin was a girl for a while. But uh, she played uh, Elda in D. Grayman, uh, Yoko Leonor uh, in uh, Gurren Logan. Momo Yayorozu in My Hero Academia. Momo! Momo. And Mei in Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, Then we've got uh, Carla Yeager. Uh, Her voice actor is Jessica, or her English voice actor is Jessica Calvello. And she also plays Zohanji in The Town Titan. So look for her in the future. Hanji! I love Hanji! And then, of course, her tragic Japanese voice actor, Yoshino Takamori, plays Trisha Elric in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, then we've got Grisha Yeager. He plays, uh, his English voice actor is Chris Hurry, and he plays Botchus in Fairy Tale and Yashuino in Tokyo Ghoul. Not, it's Yashuinori. I'm sorry. I read that too quickly. My bad. And then his Japanese voice actor is Hiroshi Tsuchida, and he plays Capote in One Piece, uh, Fumia, and Kaon, which is an excellent, adorable show. We might need that as a palate cleanser after all the evil. <laughs> um, and uh, Daminoto Kira in Black Clover, and there's one more. Did I not put it on here? Uh, Ezreal in Fairy Tale. 
And then I've got Mr. Hannes. Uh, his English voice actor is David Wald, and he plays young Coach Yukai in Haiku. Uh, Adam in Skate Infinity. <laughs> I love Adam. He's such trash. <laughs> and he's actually the voiceover director for the case study of Vanitas, which is a new Funimation anime that just came out, and it's absolutely excellent. Um, and I just thought that was really cool, and he deserved some credit for that, because it's a really good show. Um, and then his Japanese voice actor is Kenji Fujiwara, and he plays... I forgot about this. I This is why I immediately loved him. He plays Holland in Eureka 7. Love. Love me some Holland. Then he plays Axel in Kingdom Hearts. Lirino in Hunter Hunter. He's a big character. And Maze Hughes in the original Fullmetal Alchemist run. Hmm. But, so is he not and the same Maze Hughes in Brotherhood? No, they're different voice actors. Oh. Um, and that's it. There were no fun facts for this episode because it was, in fact, not very fun at all. <laughs> in <laughs> so, fact, uh, it was not. So I'm just going to give you the Funimation summary of episode two. Uh, that day, the fall of Shingashina. Shingashina. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Part two, baby. It says, after the Titans break through the wall, the citizens of Shingashina must run for their lives. Those that do not make it to safety find a harsh life waiting for them. That's pretty good. And then it also says, however, but that it was very misplaced, so I left that off. But then I thought I'd tell you about it. However. (laughs) All right, well, let's get to that however. All right, so the episode first dives in on uh, when we see Titans and, like, the history of them that we know of so far. Uh, they first appeared 200 years ago. Giant brute strength of titans eating people. People were almost extinct overnight. Uh, those who survived hid behind walls. Maria, Rose, and Sina. Sina? Sheena? Sina? Sina. Sina? Sina. Writing, typing it is different. And they lived in frightened huddles for centuries of uneasy peace. Until now. And then the intro plays uh-huh. in, and you're like, meh, okay. Um, so we start the episode with blood and squished bodies everywhere, and a crow is eating the bodies, and it's like, all right. Like I said, birds are a really big part of this show. My first note was demon bird. <laughs> not, <good. laughs> uh, it, not wrong. Um, so Birds Titans... <laughs> Titans are roaming around the city and people are hiding. Uh, a guy is walking around and quoting their scripture or philosophies. He's one of the gate people. Uh, they, they go more into detail about those people later in the series. Um, and this lady is running away from a titan and is cornered in an alley. And a titan literally picks her up like by her head and uh, eats her. Uh, wow. So sorry. <laughs> it sounds like I, a I don't person know yelling. Steve wants to be a titan, too. No, Steve, you're too small. Unless you put him in his beautiful Scouts Regiment outfit. I tried to get it on him, but he wasn't having it today. That's rude. Um, I know. I said we could match, and he just looked at me like... (laughs) That's funny. Uh, So, we're watching people just get snatched, eaten, and completely devastated by titans. Uh, Story of the show. And Hannes is still running with Aaron and Mikasa, Aaron hits Hannes in the head and saying that they could have saved her, her being his mom. Uh, and Hannes throws Aaron like across the street, like yelling at him, telling, telling him to stop. Mikasa runs after him 
And Hannes says there's nothing they could have done for him because he's a kid and he's weak. And he says that he is worse, though, because when push came to shove, he was too frightened to hold his own ground because he's a coward. What Mind you, coward. these people have never lived to see a titan. I do not blame Hannes at all. I also no. would be freaked out. I actually really respect how honest he was with this child, who definitely needed someone to be honest with him in that moment. Exactly. Literally the worst thing that a child can ever see happen to their parents. And just telling him, don't feel guilty. There's nothing you could do. You're a kid. And also there's nothing I could do because I'm terrified. And that's not a bad excuse because I would no, also be terrified. No, sometimes you just get scared. Yeah. It's, it's okay to be scared. It's human. Um... Mm. So, Mikasa gets a headache and has visions of a bloody incident that we don't know about yet. Uh, and she's like, this is happening again. Uh, what does that mean? We'll find out later. Uh, Hannes keeps dragging them along, and um, people are now jumping onto these giant fairies they have that go further into the walls. And uh, moving to the next wall for safety. Uh, which I think is Wall Rose. Yeah. I think Cena is yes. the, the middle. Yeah. So Outlier Districts, uh, which is what Shinganshina is, uh, it is like a little... It's if like you, a gate town, right? Yeah, yeah. So like a little pimple on your face, that is what Shinganshina is. So let me find... Here is a lovely map. Nope, we, there it is. No, no. I can okay. see it. Yes. Okay. We can see it. So there... All right. Well... Uh, and here, hold it, hold it, and I describe. So it's a big circle, and the circle has like four little pimple protrusions, right? Shiganshina is one of the pimple protrusions that has a gate that lets you into the inner outer wall. Ta -da! Yes. Yeah, that was really little, difficult. Little gate pimple. We need to stop comparing things to pimples. Uh, no, I, I purposefully chose that word because I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it it does. It does. But it is, it is a pimple gate. Um, so I thought I, I thought I had another close up image of Shiganshina being an outlier district, but basically it's just a little arch circle around there. They they give it to it they do at one point give it to you because they talk about it. Some of these are out of order from how the show shows it. But basically, it's so that the Titans go towards that area and not towards all the walls so they can more likely be able to, like, take down a Titan because they're coming to a more concentrated area. Does it feel safe to live in there? No. Do people live in there? Yeah. Uh, so... I mean, that's kind of the politics of the show. There's hierarchies. The further into the walls you get, um, the richer people are, the further outside the wall, like, towards the outside you are, the poorer you are. Because uh, you're kind of dispensable, I think is a word they could say that they do. Well, they've definitely proved that they are yeah. dispensable. And they definitely proved that because, uh, I guess that's the only photo. Maybe I... I'm reading the second one right now, so maybe they do it uh, in the second. It worked. It's fine. Yeah, we so they're it. those little outer circles on the wall. Um, so they Shiganshina juts out like thorns on the outside of Wall Maria. 
their basic function is to streamline troop dispersion and keep costs down. Their single flaw is they only have one gate that citizens can retreat further into. So everybody in that wall is going to try and go through one tiny little hole and it's just going to bottleneck. And it was never an issue until this need arose right now. Um, so Armin is on the ferry with his grandpa and sees Aaron and Mikasa. Nope. Mikasa. See, look, Mikasa. did it. Mikasa. Sorry. I, I always, God, I tried so hard to train myself okay. last night when better. looking at my notes. Um, they I'll look shocked and shell-shocked and Armin's grandpa says not to call out right now because they need space. And he goes, God only knows what they've just seen. That's also a moral of this show. Um... Soldiers are quickly shooting cannons at the Titans that have gotten in through the hole and are trying to load on the ferry as quickly as possible. People aren't allowed to bring anything because they want to have as much room for people. It's very Titanic-ish right now. Uh, Aaron and Mikasa are on the ferry. People are fighting to get on, but the ferry is full. People are trying to jump on when the ferry is going down the tunnel in the water and they're falling. And then all of a sudden, there's another big bang and shake outside the wall. No, inside the wall. Inside the wall. Uh, the inner gate starts closing so that Titans don't go through and pass this wall and that there's some safety. Uh, Hannes is mad because he says they're just leaving people to die. Um, they say they don't have enough resources anyway. Hannes is like, that's not your decision to make. Um, that None of that is in the manga, by the way. Um, that This whole closing the gate is, but the whole talk of resources and famine and all that, not in there. Um, so another crazy looking Titan shows up, but it showed up inside the wall and you don't see it go in, but it doesn't look like the other Titans. And you're like, what? And all of a sudden it starts beelining, like sprinting towards the wall on the inside. And you're like, uh oh. So remember they're in their outlier district and they're, this is all happening inside that outlier district. They're trying to go through this little hole in the wall to go further into the circle. And now this little feller here uh, is about to sprint through that. And so if he goes through there, that means there's a hole on the outside wall where Titans are coming in. And then they're going to go inside that next hole and then this whole outlier circle, because you remember it looks like a bullseye, is now going to be compromised because Titans can go in those holes. And it's not like they can move rocks big enough, fast enough to block the hole. Um, so this dude starts sprinting and um, he, he's got like, looks like bones on the outside of him. He's very muscular, like muscly looking, not like looking like a normal Titan. Looks kind of like that other giant Titan we saw, but he's got like bone plates on him, almost like he's armored. Um, and so they start firing cannons at him and it does absolutely nothing because of those bone plates he has on the outside of him. They keep yelling to shut the gate now. They shut the gate now, but the armor Titan runs and punches and busts a hole through the wall straight through it and like does this epic looking slide thing that I really enjoy. Uh, and now the whole circle, out, outer circle of Wall Maria is compromised because Titans now have a streamlined way in. Bam, bam, bam. And then after he does that, the Titan, this is a little asterisk, remember this? Titan opens his mouth, like almost like mechanically, and like lets out a bunch of steam. And you're like, 
what is happening? Um, I'm not going to lie. The first time I watched it, I definitely thought he was breathing fire. And I was like, he's a dragon. I also <laughs> thought he was a dragon. Because it was, and she just goes. <sighs> yeah. And you're like. Yeah. I just thought he was a dragon. He looks like, like the a, dragon. shocking surprise. He looks like the dragon that you see, like, videos of when people go to Harry Potter world and the dragon that's on top of green guts and he just goes <laughs> and shoots out fire. Have you seen that video? I have not. Oh, well, that's really cool. It makes me want to go do I'll, it. I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's not great. Now there's only two sections of their little habitat of humanity uh, that are safe because the outer ring is no longer safe. And so you've just got Wall Rose and Wall Sheena. Cena. Cena. John Cena. Okay. Uh, I'm going to remember it now because I said that. Anyway. Uh, I think then we get a mid-credits card again, not translated. I think they're talking about the resources that are available in certain districts and that certain districts have more of them, kind of Hunger Games-ish looking. Um, it looks like a bunch of rich people are starting to argue about if these... Oh, this is... We go to a new scene. And we're at a table, and it looks like a bunch of, like, aristocrats... Aristocrats... Gosh, that movie has really ruined me for saying that word correctly. Aristocrats uh, are arguing about if these titan rumors of Shinganshina are true. And they say refugees are coming in like plague rats. Uh, so that shows you what they think of people, outlier districts, and, you know, what I was saying about tiered. Uh, and they think that Walmaria is strong enough to hold. But then, as soon as they say that, a guy bursts in the room and is like, there's a hole in Walmaria, it's been broken through, it's compromised. Um, and they're like, beam, 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 and we pan away. We'll get into that more in season three. I think we we really address the politics of, uh, uh, end of season two, season three, we'll, we'll end up addressing more of the politics of Attack on Titan. Um, so Aaron is regretting that he was always such a brat to his mom and why he always fought with her. He said he never said he loved her and has regrets about that. That that crushed me. And it made me think of the POG song from when I was a kid. Like, if I'd known it was the last day of my life, I would have kissed my mama goodbye. Whatever. Shout out to you 90s kids. Um, it was like one of those songs that came out right after mm -hmm. Columbine when all those, you know. It was uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I feel we are, we are. Youth of the nation. Anyway, POD, shout out to you. Uh. Uh, he says, <laughs> Aaron says it's because he's a kid and he's weak and all of them are cowards. Uh, Aaron's sobbing, and this is an important asterisk, he says he'll kill all the titans, every last one, as he's looking off into the distance. Now, Aaron's gonna tell you this like five trillion times, but it's just a thing to remember. But he means it. But he means it. He's serious. This is the first time we more hear Aaron more serious say it. every time. Every time. Uh, <laughs> the government says that you all mankind... But I'm not. He's he not. really thinks he can do this. This is literally a motto. We probably shouldn't think he can do this. Shout out uh, to everybody watching no. season four. Uh, the government says that all mankind is to retreat behind Wall Rose. Aaron's dad, we get a cut scene of Aaron's dad, like on his little cart and horse buggy, racing back and saying, I hope, I hope they're alive. Bad news about Carla, though, uh, man. Um... 
So, they're now trying to get rations and stuff. They're refugees further inside this wall. Uh, and Aaron's asleep. Constantly, we see Aaron taking naps in this first season. He's tired. <laughs> I get it. wonder why. Me too. Uh, Aaron's now having a dream. It's like a fire. And then uh, his dad's saying, wake up, wake up, stay with me. And then we see visions of a needle. And he's saying, let me go, dad, let me go. And his dad says, you cannot forget the key. You must reach it. You must get to the truth. And you have to, so we see the key that his dad left with. And then uh, he, we see Aaron getting stabbed by a needle and injected with something. Remember, his dad was a doctor. Um, but then Aaron wakes up. So we assume maybe that's a dream. That's a dream. But, but yeah. So Mikasa's watching him and waking up, and Aaron again. says he was dreaming. Yeah, Mikasa, come on. She's creepy, man. <laughs> she gets really cool later on in the show, but she starts out as real creepy. Always hella um, creepy, and she has the most milquetoast personality out of any. She has great hairstyles, ever. though. Beautiful and, hair. Yes, she is milk toast. I, I will not disagree milk with that. She could have been so much cooler. She could have been a contender. She could have... Uh, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> but suddenly Aaron wakes up, but he's wearing a key around his neck. Oh, it's the key that his dad had. But that was just a dream, right? Because his dad left with the key. We saw that. His dad Obviously. left with the key to go it's two cities like over. Came back. It's not like we saw him come back. Yeah, they were just napping because they're asleep in this other district. Alive. Yeah. What's what happened going on? to Grisha Yeager? Anyway, so Aaron's like, why am I wearing this key? Thinks about it for a solid two seconds, a typical boy fashion, and then just tucks it in his shirt and doesn't think twice about how did I wake up with this key when my dad left with it uh, like two days ago and I, I didn't have it and now I have it, but I didn't see my dad other than in my dream. Anyway, so we're just going to ignore that for like seasons. Um, <laughs> that drives me crazy. <laughs> I was like, what does this key mean? work on other important things. It's there. They address it. It's season two or three. Okay. They address it before then. They bring that Aaron the has the key later. Yeah, but that we'll we'll get into it. But we don't even see how we anyway. don't want to ruin anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lauren and I will argue about this off camera because it's confusing. It is the Attack on Titan. It's also been a long time. It has. This, so. And I don't blame anyone for getting confused with Attack on Titan timelines. I'm sorry, my cat is on the top of her cat tree shoving her head through the blinds. And it's not going to end well. I don't know. Peggy, what are you trying to grab, babe? It's she tape. wants the burbs. <laughs> the burbs. Um, she wants the burbs. Oh my gosh. <sighs> so, that's Aaron's dream. Um... A little blonde girl's getting rations, and they're fighting over food because of the shortage. That little blonde girl we might meet later, but we see this blonde girl with her hair in a bun. Um, Armin has some bread for them because his grandpa said he has kids, which I think is really sweet because I bet Armin's grandpa said he has kids because he knows that, you know, Aaron and Mikasa, Mikasa really probably need that help because... I mean, he clearly didn't see Carla get on the boat no with them. Yeah. And so I, I've i heard some people argue about Armin's grandpa, but, I, like, one, we only see Armin's grandpa for, like, <laughs> these three episodes. But Armin's I think it was tried good. his best. Yeah. And Leave Armin's grandpa alone. the government for what happens to Armin's grandpa. So yes. sad. Uh, yes. And we'll get to that. Is it this, epi this episode? I think, this episode. I think it yes. is. Yeah. 
Um, so they all get some food. Armin has everyone already dealing. Oh, what? Oh, they Armin says that everyone's already dealing with this famine, and now they've got all these refugees. And so the further in you go, it's the haves and the have-nots. Basically, it's rich versus poor. Um. There's this soldier saying that they should eat so they can get fat and feed them to the titans, and all these refugees should be kept in cages. Let's just take a beat right there, Texans. Um. <clears throat> uh, Not so howdy now. Huh? Uh-huh. Uh, so this Armin, this soldier, Aaron's, Aaron's being Aaron. Aaron's mad and goes and just like straight up kicks the soldier in the shins. Soldier in the shin. That's a hard one. Um, soldier in, soldier the, in shin. the shin. Soldier in the shin. Soldier in the shin. Soldier in the shin. Ooh, soldier in the shin. Soldier in the shin in Shinganshina. Soldier in the shin in Shinganshina. Hey, that's a new that's a new tongue twister for everybody. Um, so stab the soldier in the shin in Shinganshina. Well, he doesn't stab or shoot him. Well, you could. All right, Lauren. Well, you could. Anyway, Aaron just kicks him in the shin. Uh, and then this guy's about to beat the crap out of Aaron. And then Armin negotiates, saying that he's just acting out of hunger. Uh, and then Armin's really good with words, basically. And you'll see this more in the yeah, show. Armin smart. is he's very like, oh, intelligent. Sorry, we're just Helpless yeah. children, and he makes a scene, so everyone has to watch the soldier be. Aaron, Aaron is like their moral compass for some reason, is and he, he and they follow him. <laughs> he, he is. I don't know why he is, okay, but he is their but moral is compass. He a moral compass, or is he just like the? He's leader? their opinionated leader compass. They follow what yeah, Aaron does. I, just, I don't know if he's very moral. <laughs> he, he's not. He's not our morals. He's Aaron's morals, and they just follow right. Aaron's moral compass. Uh, okay. uh, Mikasa is the like the brawn, the, the muscle, and yeah. Armin is the brain that yeah. follows Aaron. That does not always mean you're using your brain, but anyway, um, they do it out of love. They do it out of love. <laughs> they're they're your main trio. Uh, yeah, and so. <laughs> Armin and Aaron are arguing now over leaving past the wall and he's saying he doesn't want to scrape by on the charity of cowards. He isn't a parasite. This is Aaron yelling. And Mikasa is just like fed up with it and just like yeet punches Aaron and knocks him down on the ground like almost well, KOs him. Because Aaron is insulting Armin. Yes, that's something crappy. I don't remember what it was. He Dude, calls him a parasite. Like, he calls him a parasite. I oh, he doesn't. He says something freaking mean to him in Japanese. I don't mm. remember what it was. Like he called him a name, like a really Ooh. bad one. Well, he calls him a and parasite. Was in the like, uh-uh. oh, I love that fine, Mikasa. Go back and look. Mikasa is always a good protect. Like we know she protects Aaron, but Armin is like her chosen. Like Mikasa protects Aaron out of like duty to him because he and will find love. out later. Well, and love, I, whatever kind of love it is, there's affection between them. Yeah, ish. It, it's not just duty, but duty. Armin is like her chosen friend, and she wants to protect Armin because he's so innocent and dear to her. And I love that. Uh, so there, 
Mikasa punches Aaron and says, we're all parasites and cowards. We can't find our food on our own and Titans are the top of the food chain and they must do what they have to do to stay alive. Yes. Uh, note, note for when, if you're going to watch the end of season four, part two, there's a hooded man behind them listening to this conversation. Yes, this show will pull an obscure detail like that. Five years later, and reference it. So, just make a note there that there's a hooded man in the background. Listen, you know when you watch animated shows, you can always tell Don't what give those away. Don't give those away. Those are more fun when they're surprises later. Okay. Don't give well, those away. you know in animated shows where you can always tell what door they're coming through because it looks different when they're drawn. This dude mm -hmm. looks different too, but he also looks like they're. Would you say the background characters when they they have the messed up faces? If you the derp guys, he's got a derp face. Um, because I don't think they knew anything, but the manga. I don't know. Anyway, Mikasa said she didn't promise his mom to be brave just to stay alive, and she forces like this bread into Aaron's mouth. Is like you're gonna eat, and you're gonna stay alive, and I don't care what your opinions are about it. Um. So, refugees are put to work to plow land to get food, but the cold, hard ground was providing nothing. So, a, the year later, 846, uh, no, 846 of the remaining refugees were tasked with reclaiming Wall Maria. Basically, they're sent out to go and fight Titans, even though they have no training in it, and they're just sent to die, basically, because they don't have enough, they don't have enough resources to feed. Um... Out of the 250, oh, so the year later is 846, right? Yeah, because we're in 845. Mm -hmm. So they sent 250,000 people, uh, nearly 20% of the population of refugees, and only 200 made it back. Armin loses his grandpa. And it's a really sad so scene sad. because Armin's grandpa's leaving and gives him his iconic little farmer's hat. Because Armin's grandpa's a farmer, not a fighter. And, and he's an old man. I know. Like, he's a grandpa! He's so messed up. And he doesn't make it back. So Armin has that uh, little hat. And I'm like, eh, poor Such babies. a bummer. I know. Aaron says they have to stop them, the Titans, or else this world will never feel like their own. Aaron says that next year they'll join the cadets and they're going to get strong enough to fight back. Armin says he'll join too. Mika says join so she can protect Aaron and keep her from dying. Okay, so this is moral of this show. Aaron says he's going to do something. Armin says, yeah, me too, because that's very valid points. And Mika says, well, someone has to save y'all, so I guess I'm joining. This happens multiple times, so just remember that. Uh, like we said, that's the dynamic of that group. <laughs> uh, the three join cadets and begin training. Um, then after credits, they're all struggling, and we meet new characters. And the, the ominous throat, when you're floored by fundamentals, all the heart means nothing. Bam, bam, bam. Wow. Um, I have one voice actor for this episode, but I don't remember if this character is introduced in this episode or if it's in the next episode. Keith Sadies, is he the next episode? Or did you see him at the end of this episode? Who's Keith? He's the drill sergeant. Next episode. Okay, then we're going to save that. Uh, fun facts. So the, the priest guy, like the crazy priest guy who's talking when the Titans are coming in. It gets a little snacky. He's stupid. He's actually reciting lines from the Divine Comedy or Dante's Inferno. Oh, so that's, that's cool. fun. 
uh, <laughs> so I, I don't know if that ties into anything or if the writer just really likes I think, comedy. you know, I but mean, Dante's it, Inferno it really is well. post-apocalyptic. Well, it's the circles of hell. So yeah. the, he's saying these are the circles of hell. I, that makes it. I like that. That's fun. It was if good. you don't know, you won't catch that. Yeah. And uh, there are three little cameos of future important characters. Uh, uh, so Annie, Annie Le- uh, Leonhart? Lionheart. Lionheart. She's the blonde girl that was getting bred. Uh, you can yes, you can see her there, and then you can see uh, Reiner, Reiner, Reiner. They say Reiner. They say Reiner, but it's spelled Reiner. So Reiner. Uh, well, Reiner and uh, Bertholdt are also there. Uh, they're oh. seen on the what in the announcement for the mission to take the wall with shocked expressions. Um, and these are their own. These are only in the anime. They're not in the manga. I don't know why they added them. I guess just. This whole next episode is not in the manga, so I get that. <laughs> love it. We love that. And uh, here's your episode three Funimation summary. Episode three, A Dim Light Amid Despair, Humanity's Comeback, part one. All of these episode names are so long. They are. It's, it's like a not- Panic of the Disco song. This is not Humanity's Comeback, let me tell you. It's not. Well, that's why it's part one. <laughs> Good point. Um, Aaron begins his training with the cadet corpse, but questions about his painful past overwhelm him. When he struggles with maneuvering experience, Bertholdt and Reina offer kindly advice. That is that. All Go right, ahead. that's not horrible. All right. No, 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 no. It sounds uh, I mean, you're not getting much better. You're not getting much spoilers crap. anyway in these first these first four episodes, other than no. like. Aaron's mom. Um, cool. So here we are. Like I said, this isn't in the manga. In the manga, we see them in training for like two seconds, and then it's a flashback of you know some of the things the Titans have done, and then uh, some of the, how the ODM gear works, and then we cut to the end of episode four pretty quickly. Uh, so this is episode three, and this is not in the manga. But I I really liked this episode because it made me more attached to our main characters we're about to meet that we stay with for the whole show. Um, because you just get a page of them and their descriptions in the manga. So, all the newbies are getting yelled at and they get intimidated. And through that intimidation, uh, through stress and degradation, right? Degradation. Yes, Yes, that word. word. Uh, They get turned into blank slates and they can be restructured. Uh, Classic military tactic. Um, Huzzah. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, So it's been two years since the Titan attack now. And we meet sweet little Connie. Connie is one of my favorite characters ever. I love Connie and Sasha. Connie and Sasha are... Connie and Sasha are fantastic characters. When we see them doing the knife sparring... They're my absolute favorite. I have that photo. Oh, he's got the knife in his I, mouth. <laughs> they're so stupid, and I love them and so Keith much. And Keith just walks over and grabs Connie by the ears. <laughs> it's my, I love Connie and Sasha. <laughs> yeah, I love Connie and Sasha. Anyway, um, Connie is a, a dumbo with the biggest heart, and he does the salute 
backwards. <laughs> so the drill sergeant's like, do you not know where your heart is, you idiot? Because you're supposed to dedicate your heart. And so you put your hand over your heart. Um, and guess what? Connie doesn't know where his heart is. So we meet Sasha. Sasha is eating a potato while at attention, getting yelled at. And they refer to her as Potato Girl. Like for this whole series, and that I, whenever I couldn't remember Sasha's name, I was always like Potato Girl. <laughs> My and favorite quote from almost any anime ever is, "Are you asking me why people eat potatoes, sir?" <laughs> so that's this part, and it's amazing, and it sums up Sasha so <laughs> perfectly. Yeah. She is smart. I love her so much. She has great reaction. She's obsessed with food to the point she will murder you for a steak. She's um, she's a sneaky she's a sneaky lady too. She, she is. Stuff. She's great. She's stealth one oh one. Uh so the drill sergeant drops Connie because he's like holding Connie by the head, like you idiot. <laughs> and then sees Sasha eating a potato and then walks towards her and is like, What are you doing? And Sasha's eating a steak potato because it was sitting in the mess hall and begging to be eaten, she said. She said she's eating now because it looked quite delicious and it was getting cold, so she gave it shelter in her stomach. And so the drill sergeant's just like, I does not understand why she would do this. She knows she's going to get in trouble. And so he asks, like, no, I, I know you're eating a Why are you eating a potato? And so she goes... Sir, are you asking me why people eat potatoes? I'm surprised you don't know, sir. <laughs> and so uh, she smiles, splits the potato in half, and then offers him. Not even. <laughs> yeah, it's this, like a quarter. The worst she half says, I've ever She seen. says she splits it in half, but it's like the split in half you split with your younger sibling, and they get the smaller half. <laughs> she offers the drill sergeant the smaller half and says, like, you want some? And so she is tasked with running until the sun sets. And so they're all watching her run. And Connie was like, I think she was more upset that she lost her meal privileges. <laughs> she wasn't upset about running. It was that when they cut her meal privileges, that's when they realized that's how you punish Sasha. Uh, so that's your introduction to her. And she is a, she is a genuine peach in the show. I love Sasha. Um, she's excellent. Yes. So dropouts that don't make it are forced to work in the fields. Uh, and so we meet this little group of trainees and they all ask Aaron at the mess hall. We, we spend a lot of time in the mess hall where they're gossiping. Uh, it, it, it feels like a summer camp, basically, when we mm -hmm. have this episode. Uh, and they're asking Aaron about seeing the Colossal Titan. Aaron describes the Colossal Titan as having no skin, just muscles. And they call the other one officially the Armor Titan, the one that had the bone plates that I talked about. They ask how it was, and Aaron sees a flashback of his mom getting eaten, and it looks like he's about to be sick. And then he says he's just he's gonna join the scout regiment and is sending the Titans back to hell. Which is I really love I did not realize that was Dante's Inferno, and I that is like my favorite little fun fact nugget now. Because they refer to hell and Titans all the time, so that's great. Um so an older brown-headed guy says he's just bragging and that the reconnaissance the reconnaissance is a death sentence and they're about to fight and he and then so him and Aaron are about to fight and brawl in the mess hall and then they 
say apologies, they slap hands. The guy, so Mikasa like grabs Aaron and is like, you're just mouthing off again, and drags him out, and this guy immediately becomes, no, she doesn't grab him here. He Aaron leaves, and Mikasa follows, and then this dude immediately becomes infatuated with Mikasa, and Stutter's trying to talk to her, and says, you have really beautiful black hair, and Mikasa just deadpan goes, thank you. And then turns and leaves. And then this stone cold bee cuts her hair that night and comes back just like, mm. no, no. Here's why she does really? it. Because I hate her. Because Aaron tells Mikasa that she shouldn't worry about him and that she should worry about cutting her hair because it's too long. And she just goes, oh, okay. I and I was like, part. I was like, no! Why would you okay. just cut your beautiful hair? So he's all mad that she's all worried about him. He's like, you should worry about your hair. You shouldn't have hair like that in the military. And you should cut it. And she just goes, okay. And so she you goes know, home I and cuts it. I think the biggest reason that I struggle to watch this sometimes is because of Mika, uh, of Mikasa. Because she's so, like, uh, I know they, so they have a reason. They explain why. But I hate that reason, and she's care. very Mary Sue. Like, if I don't like using it's that too term. Much. It's really it, a lot of people use it, and it's not accurate. It's pretty accurate with this chick. Um, oh, yeah. So Sasha finally finishes running, <laughs> and then a blonde girl. Uh, what's what's her name? Krista. Krista. I need to I change. I have her too. listed as another name. You do have her listed as another name. Lauren, are you, like, drawing something? Yes. Stop. It's so loud. I'm just going and... I can hear it! Good. It sounds like you're carving. Uh, so then this blonde girl, Krista, sneaks... Dear Lord, sneaks Sasha some bread and water, and it makes me laugh so hard because Sasha, like, Starts across the screen with like red eyes like a demon because that's how much she loves food and she's starving. Um, and another brown headed girl is like, Why are you being kind? Uh, her name is Ymir, right? Ymir. Ymir. And then that's her only name, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I was, they don't tell you her name, but I was like typing this yeah. and I knew There's, her name and I was like, I had the other name wrong because Krista. Yeah. Whatever. Yes. And then says whatever and helps Sasha back inside. Krista says, why are you being kind? You're helping her back inside. And she says, I'm not being kind. She's making use of her stupidity and that this chick's gonna owe me one and I can pull that favor in later. And I was like, it's not, not a bad idea. Um, so now they're all training on the ODM gear. Mikasa is the only one like acing it and can balance and do everything on it. Meanwhile, Aaron's dangling upside down and can't figure it out. He looks like a dummy. Mikasa and Armin are trying to help coach Aaron. Yeah, that's very true. Try, trying to coach Aaron on how to use the ODM gear. But Aaron slams his head in the ground and can't keep balance. So now he's got this big old wound. He's like concussed. Um, and it's, We pan over because they've dragged him to the mess hall. And he's sitting at the table and has a bandage on his head. For a split second, his wound is steaming. And it's very weird looking. But it's, there's like steam smoke coming out of the bandage on his head. Uh, and he's kind of out of it. And it looks like he's blank like blank eyes staring off into space. We could say it's because of a concussion. But why is that steaming? 
Uh, kids, don't hit your head or else you might get concussed and steam everywhere. Yeah, that's the moral of that story. That's why I said that. Yeah. Uh, not for any reason that we might address in later episodes. Mikasa tells him it's time to give up the soldier dream, but it's not up to him whether or not he's fit to be a soldier. Uh, she tells him, but he's already left. <laughs> Mikasa's, like, giving this long speech and looking forward, and he's already left. And in the background, it's kind of blurred who's sitting next to her, but we can see it's not Aaron. And uh, tells him that wherever he goes, she will go too. So he won't return to the fields alone. And she looks over, and <laughs> it's Sasha asking if she's going to finish her bread. And I love this little moment. Because Mikasa then looks and is like... <sighs> I just said that, and Aaron's not even here. And then fakes offering Sasha her bread, and then immediately shoves it in her mouth and eats it. <laughs> and I was like, that was beautiful. I loved it. All right. So, Aaron learns that Bertolt and Reina are, like, the best on the ODM gear. And so he, him and Armin go over and ask Bertolt and Reina if they can teach him how to use it and get balance. They ask if they're from, if they are both from Shiganshina and why would they, Bertolt and Reina ask if they're both from Shiganshina and ask why would they be a soldier if they've seen what they can do, what the Titans can do firsthand. And they, uh, Bertolt and Reina say they're from a mountain village outside of Walmaria and that, um, they were some of the few survivors because they were first to be attacked by the Titans. Uh, and it's just really important to know that they say that's where they're from. Uh, Berthold says he wants to work on the inside as a military police. And Reina says, <clears throat> just want to say this so everybody can clearly remember it. Reina says he wants to return from the home taken from him and he will do it no matter what. Remember that. That's it. For... Not season nope. one. Okay, so Aaron tells them that he's decided to kill all the Titans and won't stop until he does. Remember when we said that Aaron loves to say that? Here you go. He'll say it five trillion more times. Um, Reina tells Aaron he knows what it takes and that he's got it inside of him and he won't fail. Okay. Um, that's all we'll say about that. Aaron keeps his balance. So they're doing the ODM things again. He trained with Bertolt and Reina. We don't see it. We just know that they do it. And then he's doing his test exam the next day. He's keeping his balance. But then last minute he flips and falls and hits his head again. And you're like, oh, bruh. And Aaron then exchanges belts with another guy. And we learn that his clasp was broken the whole time. So that he was able to balance still with faulty gear. And so that he was technically really, really good. And I hate that. And so then... in it's his, so annoying. It's such it's a, so dumb. a main character trope. Just like, whoa, look what he did. He was That's able to do it with broken gear. He's actually really oh good. God. Yeah, I hate, uh, it. I hate uh, it. And in his head he says, check it out, Mikasa. You don't have to worry about it anymore. That's not true. Uh, so Mikasa says his eyes are saying, you don't have to leave me anymore. Because he thought they were going to, like, separate, but Mikasa was not going to leave him. Lauren, <laughs> you're in for a long season. Uh, I the know. The, the drill sergeant, Keith is what you said, yeah, says, Grisha, Aaron's dad, today you should, today should bring you pride. Your son is a soldier. But, like, we don't know that Aaron's dad's dead, so I thought that was a weird comment. I also am not trying to be, like, omniscient about that, because I genuinely have a hard time remembering what comes after these four episodes, because it's been a minute. 
Um, so Aaron's now swinging around on ODM gear like Spider-Man. And then that's how the episode ends. After credits, the, you can see they're graduating. Uh, Aaron's going to fight Annie. Sasha steals more food. And the quote is, we can beat the Titans. The moment we feel certain of this, humanity is given a grim reminder. Oh, look, that's that quote. That's where I was trying to find it. There was the, it was, hey, it was at the end of this episode. There, there it is. It there it is. It lied. It, it chose the wrong episode. <laughs> Classic. Oh, all right. Here's your never-ending sea of voice actors. Never-ending sea of voice actors. First, I've got our boy, our angry Joel Sergeant, Keith Sadies. Keith? Uh, he, his English voice actor is Patrick Seats, who plays uh, Dracula in Castlevania. So, okay, okay. Bang guy, kind of. All right. Important. Uh, Angie Todoroki, or Endeavor, in My Hero Academia. <laughs> And your girl's main boy, Dio Brando, in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh. Um, I know. I love it. And then uh, the Japanese voice actor is Sugo Magami, and he plays Mr. Compress in My Hero Academia. Okay. And also okay. General Pepper in Star Fox, the video game. Super fun. We cool. love that. Cool. I know that um, one. Then we have Gene... Jean, 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 Jean Krishakachin, whatever. All right, Jean, Jean, he's annoying. We hate him. Jean K. Let's go Bachelor rules and just do last initials. Um, so his English voice actor is Mike McFarland. He plays Master Roshi in Dragon Ball Z, which was the biggest mind blow for me. I was like, what the heck? Um, and he also plays Argo in Dr. Stone. Um, his Japanese voice actor is Kishino T- uh, Taniyama, and he plays uh, Zen Yodina in Shaman King, who's like the main specter samurai dude, dope, in the new Shaman King, not the old one. Huh. And he plays uh, Garashi Tono. In uh, Boruto, the next generation, or and he also plays the villain ending in My Hero Academia, and that's the guy that catches Natsuo Todoroki on the bridge. With oh, wife. okay, yeah, there you go. Um, then we have Rhina Braun, uh, his English voice actor is Robert McCollum, he plays uh, Julius Tro. Trono in Black Clover. Sorry, that got me for a second. Uh, He plays Hiroki Takata in Codebreaker, and he plays Scar's brother in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, Then we... uh, His Japanese voice actor didn't have anything, so I just left it blank. I couldn't find anything that was important. Uh, Then we have Connie Springer. He's played by Clifford Chapin, who... Is uh, oh my gosh, why did Will send me this one of all of the ones? This is horrible. Will Will helped me with my notes because I had a mental <laughs> breakdown. Keep that in mind. <laughs> I said, Don't choose really hard names, stick to popular animes, please. <laughs> chose really hard name, that's okay. <laughs> it's uh, Kawaru in Kawaru. Neon Genesis Evangelion. So there you go. Uh, he also, most popular, probably Katsuki Bakugo in My Hero Academia. 
And uh, he's going to be in the new JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but he hasn't announced which character he's playing yet. And I'm so upset because I'm so excited. Um, his Japanese voice actor is Hiro Shimomo, and he plays uh, Dobby in My Hero Academia. Ooh! Rindo Hatani in Tokyo Revengers, which is one of the main guys. And Zenetsu Agasuna in Demon Slayer, which is really great. And you can definitely hear it. It's it's my favorite thing. Who is, okay, who is that? Zenetsu who is that who plays it? Who's that? What character is Zenetsu? What character in this huh? show is... Oh, the- Connie. Dang it. <laughs> I thought you said Connie. And I was up. Dang it. All right. It it really fits his character. It does. But I like Connie a lot more than I like Zenitsu. But, well, right. I love Zenitsu, so... Uh, then Sasha. <laughs> I hope my that girl! was really good it in the microphone. legit like a fart. <laughs> good. Everyone, that was a real fart for my unless, Bridget. Unless you're watching and you can clearly see Lauren's tongue out. You can't anyway. see nothing. That was real. That was real frustration. All right, okay. give, me, give me Sasha. So her English voice actor is Ashley Birch, and she plays Mairui in Steins Gate Zero. And I put this in because I didn't know what this character was, but I loved the name and the name of the anime. She plays freckles in wait for it space dandy nope don't you want to watch that i I do do immediately i do not hilarious uh her japanese voice actor is uh yu kobayashi and she plays black maria in one piece neo and dorokidoro which is a dope anime it's on netflix everyone watch it and decora in food wars the fourth plate which is the fourth season we love some food wars. Lauren loves food wars. Bridget will. She I was like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and then we have Bertholdt Hoover. Bertholdt. Uh, Bertholdt. I love. I his couldn't name. say his name right. It was Bertholdt. hard. <laughs> Bertholdt. Bertholdt. I think they say it different Bertholdt. in the show too, but Bertholdt. They do. Bertholdt. It's hard. Bertholdt. Uh-huh. Bertholdt. Uh, Bertholdt Hoover. Uh, his English voice actor is David. Magat Matragana, but David, right. I'm sorry, D- David. Uh, he is, and I feel so bad because I've actually seen him at a panel. I should know who this <laughs> is. He's very, very nice and super funny. Uh, he plays Shoto Todoroki in My Hero Academia, Shoto. and he's so funny and so nice. Love him. <laughs> he, uh side panel when i was in seattle for comic-con gosh what did it he said something he was making a weird joke at the panel him and clifford just kept like jiving off each other and he said something about uh shota's um obsession with bakugo and i was like gay and he heard me from the audience and he looked at me and went just a shrug and I was like, ah, don't look at me. And I also laughed really obnoxiously at one of his jokes. And I was the only person that laughed. And he told me, thank you. So Aww. you're welcome, 
David, please forgive me for saying your name. You're welcome. I'm so sorry. Lord doesn't know your name. (laughs) But I know your name is David and you were nice. All right. Keep going, Lord. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Shoto Todoroki of My Hero Academia. He plays Ritsu in Assassination Classroom. And he plays uh, Kendaichi in Haikyuu, which is a really good character. I love him. He's on the Abu Josai team. That's all you need to know. He's under the head. Um, His Japanese voice actor didn't have many credits, so I skipped it because I still have two more. Oh, I forgot to get Amir. Remind me to do that in our next episode. Well, she's not named yet, so you're okay. True. Okay, I don't feel that bad. Uh, Then I have Krista Lenz. Uh, Her English voice actor is Brian April. Uh, She plays Melody in Fairy Tale, Ritsu in Assassination Classroom. No, she doesn't play Ritsu in Assassination class- Classroom. David does. I don't know what happened there. I was By like, accident. What? Whatever. And she plays a random character in My Hero who I don't know. Uh, it's Im- Ibra Shinozaki. I-, I couldn't figure out who that was. So if you know, great. She, she plays that character. Her uh, Japanese voice actor hasn't really done anything. So nothing. And then I've got Mar- uh, Marco board uh his english voice actor is austin tendall he plays rin matsua and free who's the main character one of the main characters and then he also plays nito monoma everyone's favorite little jerk head in my hero academia and <laughs> his japanese voice actor which is also my only fun fact for this oh. entire episode. Um, his name is Ryota uh, uh, Aseka, and he plays uh, Kenji Akashi in, ha- in Haiku, who's one of my favorite characters. He's a setter. He he is the setter for my absolute favorite character in Haiku, Bokuto. Yeah, it's yeah, me yeah. setting. I'm setting. Um, it looks so really he's creepy with that. this background. It does. I, I'm missing fingers! Uh, but... Uh, he's only done that, and then just a freak ton of hentai, which was weird, because these two characters are the most, like, timid, level-headed humans ever, and then just porn? I was like, what? Yeah. So much porn? I'm... <sighs> All right. Anyway. Also... Episode four. You forgot to say that John, Jean, John... Is Jean Jean in Full Metal? <laughs> he plays Jean Jean in this show. Is Jean Jean in Full Metal Alchemist? This oh, the English I voice actor. That. I just saw it on Pinterest, and they're like, "Look!" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, look!" That's it was some it was some joke, but it was it was spoilery, so I didn't Jean even John. I don't even think I saved it. But Jean Jean is Jean Jean. Jean um, Jean. John, John, Jean, John, Jean, Jingleheimer, Shingon, China. Episode four. Episode four. Uh, here's your Funimation summary for the night of the closing ceremony, Humanity's Comeback, part two. Also alive. So long. Whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Annie proves her skill in the sparring session. Uh, and then Jan. I think this meant Sean. I think that's Sean. <laughs> Freaking Will sent me Jan. the summary. 
Jan. Jan! Jean Dreams is serving alongside the king, and and Graduation Day brings a shocking revelation along with a sudden outbreak of violence. That's actually not too spoilery, but a good tease. No, it's not that bad. I like that. It's not that bad. All right, here we go with Jan. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I like that I just talked about him too, and then it turned into such. Jean John Jan. Jean John Jan. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna call him Jan from now on. I really like that for him. He's probably my least favorite. Sure, Jan. So <laughs> you could use the, the yeah, Brady Bunch. Okay, Jan. Okay, Jan. <laughs> All right. So here we go. They're hiking Marcia, in the forest. Marcia, in the. Marcia. Aaron. 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 So well. Okay, Aaron, Jan. Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> uh, so they're hiking in the forest in the rain. Sorry. Armin's struggling to carry his baggage, but they say they'll leave him behind if he can't. Uh, Rhina grabs Armin's bag and says, like, I'll carry it. I don't know why Rhina's being nice. This I'm going to have some eternal conflicts, like, internal conflicts that I can't talk about until later seasons. But, uh, so then Armin grabs his bag and says, he's no one's burden, and snatches it back and then carries it on on himself. Um, so they're practicing with ODM gear, and cutting nape of fake wooden titan necks in the forest, and um, Keith goes over all the characters. So this is, in the manga, they have this as just like a panel. Like, this whole two episodes were just like one panel, and they introduce all the characters and what they're good at. Uh, So Bertolt is mild-mannered, but smart. Jean, Jean Jean Jean, is... Uh, his, he says, a smartass with a temper, but the top of the class in ODM gear. Annie is brilliant with a sword, but doesn't play well with others. But I love Annie. Uh, Sasha is unusual, has unusually fine instincts, but doesn't share them with the others. Uh, Connie is great on switchbacks, but a few sandwiches shy of a picnic, is what they said. A.K.A. Connie's dumb. I love Connie. He's uh, dumb. He's so dumb. But he's such a sweetheart. He's uh, sweet. He's a sweet Mi- boy. Mika says a genius and excels at everything. She's like the perfect soldier. It's because she doesn't use her brain. Shocker. She's just a follower. Uh, Aaron is lackluster in the classroom and marginally better in the field, but is driven by a sense of purpose that's almost terrifying. Uh, so that's them. Oh, and Rhina, they say, is really good. They say it in the beginning when he's ta- when he's helping Armin, and then you lead into that. But they say Rhina's a great soldier. So, Aaron and Rhina are and now... Armin's a smart boy. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I must have gotten distracted when he's just, taking he's notes. A smart, they smart say boy. he's the smartest, like, he's textbook fantastic. Um... So, oh, I think they covered Armin and Rhina in that scene, and then that leads into the they other did. scene. So I, I must have like, forgotten to write it yeah. before they started listing him. Um, okay. They make such a big deal about him being a smart boy. You can't he is very him. smart, and he's good with his words when he can talk. Um, we stand. We stand. Ish. I stand him later in the show. Uh, so Aaron and Rhina are sparring back at the back at the compound with wooden knives, uh, like little wooden daggers. Why we don't know. Aaron has a flashback when holding the knife all of a sudden, and it's that bloody like scene that we kind of saw Mikasa have that flashback, but we don't know anything about it. Rhina tells Aaron that the soldiers are ready for anything, and that's why they're sparring. He points out that 
it points out Annie, and Aaron thinks she's slacking off. So Raina tells him that he should give her a talking to. I love this. So Raina confronts Annie, and it kind of gets in her face, and Aaron glares at him. Aaron thinks she's terrifying. She kind of is terrifying, but in the best intimidating way. Uh, and then Raina yeah. shoves Aaron over to fight. Aaron, I mean, Annie quickly tucks one leg back and holds up her two fists. It's very important that you see that's her fighting stance. She tucks a leg back. Holds up her two fists like this. That's Annie's classic fighting stance. Just just remember that for no good reason. Uh, so she trips Aaron, like sweeps his leg out from under him and hurts his ankle. And then Annie takes up the wooden dagger and then flips Aaron over on his neck, like like on his back neck, and then tosses the dagger to Reiner and she challenges Reiner. So Ryan says, get ready, here I come. And before he can even finish the sentence, Annie's already got him flipped over on his back and neck. And Annie says her father taught her how to fight. She doesn't say it with, like, pride or anything. Almost like she was forced into this life. Uh, Annie says, only idiots like Aaron take this seriously. And that the better you are at dropping the bad guy and the more distance you between you put between the two of you, you put yourself, the better you are. Annie says, we're only expected to play the game and not be a pawn. Yeah, that was a good quote. Good quote. Cool quote. From Annie. Um, she, so she calls. She says Aaron like idiots like Aaron take this seriously. He goes idiots like you. And then whatever those two are. And this is in my four, first four episodes. This is my favorite scene. And then pan, the camera pans over to Connie and Sasha. And like Connie's got the knife in his mouth. And he's like ah. And Sasha's like ah. They're the big absolute idiots. And I love it. And if you just heard me making those noises and not the hand gestures I was doing. They're just being absolute dorks goofing off. And then the sergeant comes over and they just get like slapped around by him and it's it's a beautiful moment. It just shows their personality. Connie and Sasha are two peas in a pot and I love them. Um they are. They so are. they share one brain cell they, between them. Exactly. One brain cell and one stomach. Um and it's a really big yes. stomach, though. It's not like they don't eat a lot. Maybe five stomachs. Yeah, okay. One brain cell, five stomachs. They're like a cow. Um, cows might be smarter. <laughs> uh, so Marco yeah. wants the honor to work near the king and be military police. Aaron criticizes him, and John says his he, criticizes Marco and John and says their head won't fit in the interior wall anyway. It was a good burn. It was a good burn. Everybody starts laughing. It was a and, good burn. And everybody's like yelling at each other. But if you look, Annie and Rhina are watching really closely what's about to happen, and they're not laughing. Um, Aaron says he only has something to prove and that Aaron wants to send, uh, wants to end things before they get out of hand. So he uses Annie's move and puts Jean on his butt real quick. Uh, the commandant comes in asking what the ruckus was because they all don't want to get in trouble. Oh my and God. Mikasa, in a, such a brutal way, says, Sasha passed some gas. And... The Commandant believes it and says to control herself and then leaves the room. And the whole time, Sasha's like, what the heck, man? I didn't fart. <laughs> it's like the best cover-up. It was believable for all of them because how much she eats and how quickly. And it, it was really funny. I loved that moment. Uh, 
so then we learn that there's three regiments. There's the garrison that they, they patrol the walls on the inside. That's the rose emblem on their back. There's a scout goes out into Titan country and takes back what was ours. They have the wings on the emblem, the blue and white wings. That's probably what you see most out of Attack on Titan stuff. And then there's the military police brigade. Uh, they maintain law and order under orders from His Royal Majesty. And they have the unicorn emblem on their back. Um, so our little gang has... Yeah, it's okay, got flowers. It's a unicorn. That's Wall Rose. It's got a unicorn. The flowers, the flowers. The flowers is the the garrison. The rose emblem. They have roses. I thought the garrison. Oh, I'm crazy. They patrol the walls. Military police <laughs> has a unicorn. Uh so they've made it to the top of their class. So sure yep. Anyone else from New Brothels? Here we go. So if you were. We're just listening and not watching. Lauren and I just did her high school hand gesture because she was the unicorns in New Braunfels. Should I sing my Abba Modern? I Absolutely my, not. Okay, so they've made it to the top of their class. This little group that we've watched now uh, are the top ten. Jean is mad that Aaron, or Jan, is mad that Aaron ranked over him. Aaron is now raging and ranting again in the mess hall that he's going to be a scout and drive out the Titans and take back what was ours. And then Aaron runs off crying. Classic Aaron. And then Armin and Mikasa chase after him. Armin says he's going to be joining the scout regiment too and that he wants to leave the book life behind. Oh. Okay, yeah, and then Mikasa says she's joining too because of the promise that she made his mom and that where he goes, she goes. It reminds him that she's lost her family too because Aaron's like, no, you don't have to join in, but you don't have to do just because she's like, I lost my family. I'm going to fight back. It's not all about you. It's like the one time she kind of defends herself and then we'll never see it again. Uh, Commander yeah. Irvin of the Scout Regiment is back and guess what? So is Captain Levi. Void! We stand Captain Levi forever in this house. Uh, just want to make that uh, very clear. I'm, I'm an Irvin fan. Well, if you're an Irvin fan, you're a Levi fan because a Levi guy. fan is an Irvi Irvin fan. I mean, they're 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 one of yeah, the same. Yeah, because they are the gayest boys. They're the gayest boys. You can't have one without the other because they love each other so much. R.I.P. That relationship. I love Levi so much. I love my tea-drinking, short, clean king. All right, here we go. Levi is back, and the crowd is talking about how talented he is, and he just, like, scoffs. Levi doesn't do this for attention. He's just that good. He's just like, whatever, when they're, like, talking about it. Because he's sassy, and I love him. All right. So Hannes sees Aaron in the gang, and he teases them that he's now in the Corps of Engineers. Hannes says that his mom mom's death still haunts him, and Aaron tells him it's not his fault. Sweet, sweet Hannes. Uh, it's been five years now since the Titan incident, so people are get, starting to get a little comfy again. Connie says he's joining the Scouts, too. And they're all like, yeah, Aaron, your speech last night inspired him. And Connie's like, no, no, it didn't. Uh, it did. Aaron swayed a lot of people in joining the Scouts. R.I.P. some of those people. Uh, Sasha stole meat from the officer's pantry. Classic. And she looks like she's drunk and uncontrollable when it comes to food. And I love that that's her personality. Um, she's she finding... Yeah. She's... Food she's great. I mean, food it looks great. like prosciutto. And if that is prosciutto, same. Absolute same. I would do it for prosciutto. Uh, she's fighting to take back... Uh, 
she wants to be scouts and fight take back room for livestock. And now they're all like fighting for a slice of meat on a sandwich. <laughs> Sasha like hides their meat away in their R.I.P. to that meat, that box of their hidden R.I.P. that meat, man. R.I.P. to that meat. That meat. <laughs> uh, because the uh, real tragedy of this show. The real tragedy is they're meat. all like, I want a sandwich. Well, if he's going to eat a sandwich, I want a sandwich. And so Sasha tucks it in this box. Uh, As and a they're... person who loves sandwiches, this <laughs> deeply pained me. This is Why are we saying R.I.P. this death. meat? Because here we go. Uh, Aaron's all hopeful and is like, humanity, we're going to have a comeback. And then lightning strikes right behind him again. They're on the top of the wall, by the way. That 50 meter wall. They're standing up on the top. And this lightning strikes the ground right behind them. And all of a sudden, the colossal titan just appears right in front of them. And because of that, the steam, like what we saw last time, just blows everything away that's near it and like is burning them. They're like, oh, it's hot, it's hot. And RIP that meat. That most tragically, that the gone. top of that wall is destroyed and the box of so meat sad. gone. And probably overcooked now and really sad. Um and so now they're all blown off the wall. Luckily they're wearing ODM gear because they're on the top of the wall and so quickly they're all having to like attach to things and they're like swing hurry get your gear on and samuel got knocked out this character samuel this is like literally the only time we've heard his name just random boy samuel <laughs> samuel not samuel he was like who the heck is samuel and i was like i don't know man that's the only time not important only time we've met him only time we get his name uh so he's gonna fall off but sasha quick-witted and also like i mean you gotta do what you gotta do she's built to survive Shoots him with the ODM gear, which is like a blade. Like, what are those called that go to the wall? Like and a grappling hook? Grapple, yeah. So it, like, grapples his leg. She shoots it through his calf and catches him. So he doesn't splat onto the ground. But he also has this giant metal grappling hook thing sticking out through his leg. Oh, but she catches alive. him. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah, that's, uh, he she catches grateful. him. Uh, so uh, <laughs> the titan blows a hole in the wall. Again, great. <laughs> Uh, and then Aaron says, it's do or die time. <laughs> and, and takes out, he's like, we're going to take out the Colossal Titan. So he starts shooting ODM gear and he starts jumping up to the top of the wall and he faces the Titan and he goes, you, it's been a while. And him and the Colossal Titan are making eye contact. Aaron is the size of maybe the Colossal Titan's pupil. So real bold of him to be doing this right now. Uh, I mean, for all the idiot that goes into Aaron Yeager, there is a very brave boy tucked inside of it. It is. And you it's have just to respect that. As covered by a lot of dumb boy child. Yeah. So that's how that episode ends. And then the after credits, it says, The Jaws of Hell Reopen. Titans are rampaging in. We see the colossal titan is just like wrecking the wall. He's like just sweeping his hand over it and just destroying the bricks. Uh, we are seeing cadets getting eaten. We see Armin is like sliding down the throat of one of them, it looks like. Uh, and then we see Aaron all bloody. And then it, the ominous quote is, Sometimes to save the ones closest to you means making the ultimate sacrifice. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. 
Um, oh. I only have one voice actor for this. Oh. Uh, it's Levi because he literally says probably one word, and I thought I should just give it to you anyway. They said his name. He said one word. Hear your voice actors for Cabs and Levi. Um, so his English voice actor, of course, is Matthew Mercer. He's yes, Matt Mercer. We stand, Matt Mercer. Beautiful, beautiful so, man. I'm so sad he's married. I love him. He plays uh. Yusuke Katagawa in Persona 5, the anime and the video game. Excellent. He plays Lirio and Hunter Hunter, super important character. Uh, he plays uh, the head Hashira in Demon Slayer. Uh, was it Kaguya? Oh, I didn't something. realize that. Yeah, that's him, the blind one. Oh, and then, uh, he most popularly he probably plays uh pain in naruto who's like a crazy villain and then uh of course jotaro kujo and jojo adventure uh he's he's probably the most popular of the jojos for good reason uh, that's watched, the one that's watched, the one tiktok likes that's all the only reason I, I know it jojo's bizarre adventure in dub only because i love matt mercer so much so, Matt Mercer. Like, he's the reason Woo! that I watch it. Has a beautiful voice. He did voices in... Uh, I only know this because I love Matt Mercer. <laughs> he did voices in um, Sailor Moon. Uh, mm -hmm. And he's done voices since he was a little kid. And if you watch Critical Role, which my brother's obsessed with, and this is why I know a lot about Matt Mercer, he, he is their dungeon master. And he does a lot of voices. And he has a smooth voice. And he's got hair about my length. And it's lovely black hair. And he always wears a bunch of rings, and I like rings. And he's just a really pretty man. And Critical Role has their new show, Legends of Vox uh, Machina, that just came out. It's on Amazon Prime, and he's in there. And I love you, Matt Mercer. I like you too. You're pretty cool. I'm not like in love with you, but I, I love might your character. be in love, but I also really like your wife. Game. I also really like your wife. So like, it's it's just really cool. I like y'all. I want to meet Matt Mercer um, and hold his hand. Anyway, <laughs> the Japanese voice actor for Levi is uh, Hiroshi uh, Kamiya. Uh, he plays uh, Takeda and Haiku. Uh, he plays. Oh my god, the craziest name I've ever seen. Trafogler. Trafogler Law in One Piece. Trafogler. I feel okay. like I've heard that name before, but don't quote me. Or Trafalgar. I'm sorry. I put the L in the wrong place. Trafalgar Law. Uh, he plays Mephesto in Blue Exorcist. And most recently, he was in the Netflix anime show that got nominated for a ton of anime awards. Uh, he plays uh, Kochi in Words Bubble Up Like Soda Pop, which uh, don't watch it unless you're prepared to cry for like five hours because uh, it was amazing. And I have two fun facts. Here we okay. go for our fun facts. Because it was a kind of fun episode, but not really. <laughs> So the uh, ODM gear originally in the manga had six places for plates. And then as they went along further, they decided that four was better because it made the stakes higher. So they yeah, took two yeah, away. Yeah, they have a whole page on that. And then uh, in the... So whenever you see Mr. Hannes in this episode, when it was aired on TV... 
they actually messed up his logo. Uh, when they first showed me at a Garrison logo, and then they switched to Aaron, they go back to him, and he had a Scout logo, and then they switched back to Aaron, and they switched back, and he had the Garrison logo again. So they have since replaced it, so all of the uh, content has now been changed. It doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, that was it. Six. I can't read that, dude. That's it's teeny got, tiny. It's got six. But the, this is well, how... in the anime, it's got four. In the manga, this is how detailed he actually got with his scientist friend. And all the physics are correct on the ODM gear and everything. Like, he has it all mapped out. Like, it's really cool. Anyway, go ahead. Pretty great. Cool. Uh, those are my only two fun facts. That's it. Cool. Continuity errors and gear. Gear. Uh, Cha. So that's the first four episodes of Attack on Titan season one. So the next arc, Lauren, you have it down. Yes. It's nine episodes. Do you want to split this up? I think for maybe our sanity's sake, we should split this up. I do, but I don't because it's a full arc. And I know, like full but arc. at the same time, that's going to be like a seven hour episode because we only covered four and we're already past two hours. And so covering nine <laughs> would be insane. And I don't think we even have time to watch nine episodes this upcoming we week. We don't. I am a tired person. So what I propose is doing three, three, and three. You want to put it in three parts? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay, we can do that. Because this, the, these next, this first three, I looked it up. We're going to have a lot of, like, battles, but we also are going to have something else that then we're going to struggle with for the next three, and then the next three, we figured that out, and they're confused. So it breaks up kind of nicely. But I think okay. that just, I know I would love to do it too, but I also know our schedules suck. <laughs> I don't love it, but I accept it. Okay. I'm okay with that. So this next episode, we will watch episodes five, six, and seven. Uh, first battle, the struggle for Tross part one. Uh, episode six, the world the girl saw, the struggle for Tross part two. And then, episode seven, Small Blade, The Struggle for Tross, part three. And then... Just so y'all know, the Tross struggle continues until episode 13. Yeah. It's uh, a struggle. It is nine parts of a... When they say struggle, they mean struggle. They mean struggle. They, they be... It's real struggle. They be... They need a hand. <laughs> okay, call, call Moses' mom back. Be like, hey, we need that back. Thank you. Or another hand. I don't know. They could use another this? hand. I think he's another hand. What if we just That's take that hand away instead? What if... I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, we okay. need to stop. I'm going to spoil something. We All right. Well, we love anime. And we love you. And we love you. Bye! <laughs>